Good day, my friends. It is that time. Time to lay some facts and truth upon the table. And I welcome you. I welcome you to one more day, one more moment, one more Black History moment with Bo. And I hope this day finds you doing your due with peace and harmony. But before we slip into darkness this day, I must say, I have no idea what the heck is wrong with the state of Georgia. We all know that you are trying to bring Donald Trump's 1930 days back into the state of Georgia, and you are an embarrassment in the eyes of the world. You could have pulled this off in the 1930s, as a matter of fact, you did, but it won't wash today. This is nothing but the 21st century Jim Crow that you are trying to pull us back into. But I have news for you. It won't happen. We will fight you and we will bring hell with us. Trying to keep people of color from voting. You got to be kidding me. And the fact that we can't pass out water and food to people who are standing in line for hours is a joke. And I encourage all people to get you a cheap backpack and put your water in it, put your food in it. As a matter of fact, I encourage all black people to buy a couple of backpacks and load them up and stand a block away from the voting booth and give them away to people that are on their way to vote. Because we're not going to allow whiteness to defeat us. We are not going to allow someone to kick us back into the 19th century. Years ago, when I was a young man, we all thought, okay, everything will be all right when these old haters die off. But they didn't die off. As a matter of fact, what they did was teach their children to follow in their footsteps. We have just as many haters and people that think they are above us because of the color of our skin living in the state of Georgia today as there was in the 1940s. Let's not forget some of the black people that lived through the Jim Crow South are alive today and so are some of the white people. So I encourage the MLB and the, the Augusta Masters to move out of the state of Georgia. Because we all know that if Trump had won the state of Georgia, this craziness would not be going on. Miss Abrams, you know the governorship is yours. Just bid your time, hold our people together. That seat is coming to you. And for the whiteness that is in seat there now, you might think the South is going to rise again, but you are mistaken. Because this is not your daddy's or your granddaddy's blackness that you're going up against. And with that being said, I'm going to leave this bit of madness. This is the last day of the women's month. 
So we're going to bring one more darling into the sunlight. One more unsung female hero in the fight for equality. Let's slip into darkness. Dorothy Height was a civil rights and women's rights activist focused primarily on improving the circumstances and opportunities for African-American women. She was a leader in addressing the rights of both women and African-Americans as the president of the National Council of Negro Women. In the 1990s, she drew young people into her cause in the war against drugs, illiteracy, and unemployment. Born on March the 24th, 1912, in Richmond, Virginia, Hyde spent her life fighting for civil rights and women's rights. She was the daughter of a building contractor and a nurse. Hyde moved with her family to Rankin, Pennsylvania. In her youth there, she attended racially integrated schools. In high school, she became socially and politically alive, participating in anti-lynching campaigns. Her skills as a speaker took her all the way to the national oratory competition. Winning the event, she was awarded a college scholarship. Hyde had applied to and had been accepted to Barnard College in New York, but as the start of school neared, the college changed its mind about her admittance, telling Heights that they had already met their quota for black students. Undeterred, she applied to New York University, where she would earn two degrees a bachelor's degree in education in 1930, and a master's degree in psychology in 1932. After working for a time as a social worker, Height joined the staff of the Harlem YWCA in 1937. She had a life-changing encounter not long after starting work there. Height met educator and founder of the National Council of Negro Women, Mary McLeod Bethune, when Bethune and U.S. First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt came to visit her facility. Height soon volunteered with the NCNW and became close to Bethune. One of Height's major accomplishments at the YWCA was directing the integration of all of its centers in 1946. She also established its Center for Racial Justice in 1965, which she ran until 1977. In 1957, Height became the president of the National Council of Negro Women. Through the center and the council, she became one of the leading figures of the civil rights movement. Hype worked with Martin Luther King, 
A. Philip Randolph, Roy Wilkins, Whitney Young, John Lewis, and James Farmer, sometimes called the Big Six of the Civil Rights Movement, on different campaigns and initiatives. In 1963, Height was one of the organizers of the famed March on Washington. She stood close to King when he delivered his I Have a Dream speech. Despite her skills as a speaker and a leader, Height was not invited to talk that day. But she later wrote that the March on Washington had been an eye-opening experience for her. Her male counterparts were happy to include women in the human family, but there was no question as to who leaded the household, she said. Height joined the fight for women's rights, and in 1971, she helped found the National Women's Political Caucus with Gloria Steinem, Betty Friedham, and Shirley Chisholm. While she retired from the YWCA in 1977, Hyde continued to run the NCNW for two more decades. One of her later projects was focused on strengthening the African-American family. And in 1986, she organized the first Black Family Reunion, a celebration of traditions and values which is still held annually. Height received many honors for her contributions to society. In 1994, President Bill Clinton awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom. She stepped down from the presidency of the NCNW in the late 1990s, but remained the organization's chair on the board until her death in 2010. In 2002, Height turned her 90th birthday celebration into a fundraiser for the NCNW. Oprah Winfrey and Don King were among the celebrities who contributed to the event. In 2004, President George W. Bush gave Height the Congressional Gold Medal. She later befriended the first African-American president of the United States, Barack Obama, who called her the godmother of the civil rights movement. The former first lady and secretary of state, Hillary Clinton, was amongst the many who mourned the passing of the famed champion for equality and justice. Clinton told the Washington Post that height understood the women's rights and civil rights are indivisible. She stood up for the rights of women every chance she had. On February the 1st, 2017, the United States Postal Service kicked off Black History Month with the issuance of the Dorothy Height Forever stamp, honoring her civil rights legacy. Rest in peace, my beautiful sister. So there you have it, my friends. 
another female fighting for black people. Unsung, but in the trenches throwing blows anyway. And that music tells me that it is once again that time. Until next time, my friends, it has been my honor. <laughs>